0: Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So
1: the only song I wanted to talk about, well, not the only, but did I skip? Driving my life away? Yeah. This is the same era when I was commuting with my dad and um, I remember the CB radios were of big rage and you know that's today called days on your smartphone <laughs> CB radio to tell you where the cops were where the accidents yep. were you know oh, yeah. where the traffic routes in New York in and around New York were, yeah. were, were that you could get to or wherever
0: you were my wife's uh, dad was a truck driver she used to CBs all the time when he was on the road, he'd call it home, you know. They'd talk on the CB all the time.
1: So where did Drive My Life Away come from?
0: Well, um, Steve White called and asked to be... And when it was Electro Asylum, he had changed jobs. He'd become the uh, head of music for Warner Brothers Pictures. And he said, I, there's a movie coming out. And he meatloaf in it, and the guy that was... Uh, and the honeymooners, uh, Norton, Art, Art Carney. Art Carney, he says. Uh, and the soundtrack's going to be really a good soundtrack. Uh, Teddy Pendergrass, uh, and, uh, or and, uh, really good. More people than that that were good. Al, maybe Alice Cooper. A lot, of, a real eclectic uh, bunch of people. He says I need a song for it. So, uh, and Eddie would. We had a Tascam 8 track at the time up in the attic at, uh, on Music Row. We went up there and started writing this song called Drive My Life Away. I don't know how, why it came, I, it just because it was about roadies, roadies, you know. Writing this song, and about ha- about an hour into it, we were going, man, this song is great. We, we love this song. And so we called Steve Wax and said, uh, Steve, you got something we think we uh, is it? We wanted as a probably a single on Eddie too, not just on this this thing. We need permission that that's going to happen. We need your assurances that that's going to happen. We we're trying to be, you know, something really good, and we didn't want it just to be on a Meatloaf album. You know? <laughs> you know, I mean, nothing against Meatloaf, but that's not what was our goal at the time. We wanted to have another number one, right? So uh, he said. So we really dove in then, you know, to see if we could make it perfect for Eddie, too. And so so uh, it took us about, I guess, a couple of weeks. We worked on that song. And it sounded pretty good. Track. It was just us playing guitars.
1: So, Drive My Life Away and I Love A Rainy Night are both on Horizon mm-hmm. album. How did you decide which would be the first single? You, the drive My Life Away was the first single. Like argument over both those great songs. Yeah, i tell you... There was uh, there no argument, I was going to
0: No. Uh, we all fortunate. Uh, Electra Asylum Records at the time was experimenting with country music when they started. And there was no staff. It was a guy named Mike Suttle, who was uh, the independent promotion man, actually, was made the head of it. And actually, uh, a girl named... And I know it like the back of my hand. I can't think i I'll think of this lady was the receptionist and and his helper, his assistant, and, uh, and she, Roger Cook's uh, the great Roger Cook's wife actually, and she's wonderful. She's a nurse now, but anyway, in the office, and they were experimenting, and we hit with the number one early and and so quickly, so they left us alone, which is very unusual, and, and if David and I and Eddie. Hit, they put it out, and Mike, if he thought it too, you know, the head of it, and he was the promotion man too. we were left alone. They weren't running anything by committees. They didn't have anybody that had to have any opinions that meant anything. There was nobody there, so we were lucky. So we, when we thought it was a hit, they put it out. The only time that they did, it didn't go number one uh, after we had <laughs> we had suspicions, and it was song of the year, uh-huh. and they said you got. Real country off the album, and we went, and they said, "You'll lose your audience if you don't." We said, "We got song of suspicions, country song of the year." Is that we, country enough? <laughs> <laughs> what else can we do? I mean, how are we with that, with whatever we put out, they're going to play it probably somewhat. You know, they convinced us in Los Angeles that we should put out "Pour Me Another Tequila," which we didn't. We didn't think on the album it was on the album but we didn't that was never our single in our mind a single on our mind and it went, so then they left us alone and we did it <laughs> and we got to pick them again you know whatever, whatever three of us agreed it was should be the single so we didn't really have a formula of why we picked it other than we just this would be a great yeah. one